Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. So, Melissa, I see you wearing the colors almost of... Um, I'm wearing tie-dye, and it says, Mommy, it's everything I am, this shirt. A moment in your life where you felt like you stepped out of line, and whether it ended up amazing, or it took you on a path you never thought you would go, and you're happy you made it, or you wish that you didn't do it. I think there are many of those moments, but there are like three that come to mind. So obviously you have, I was fired from my job in advertising and I always loved to bake my tie dye cupcakes. I was known for them at the time just because like, you know, I'm a home baker and I went to my brother's office crying and he actually said, go home, baker cupcakes. We'll start a business together. And, and I am so eternally grateful for my brother and baked by Melissa would not exist today without him. His belief in me, his partnership, we founded the company together um, and his, his vision and push, like he pushed me. I, I would never have had the guts and confidence in myself to do what we did if it weren't for him and his vision. Um, so that is definitely a pivotal moment. Um, and then, you know, there, and, and we founded the company with co-founders as well, each one who had uh, expertise, a skill set that I, we didn't have between us. And I think that's very important to call out too. And I'm so lucky to have an opportunity to talk to people and be the face of the brand. But, you know, it feels a little wrong sometimes when people are like, you're so amazing. Like, yes, and I'm part of a team of incredible people. And it's the team of then my founders and now baked by Melissa that allows us to do these incredible things and grow our business and have a brand that's recognized. Um, I think another pivotal moment is just like, it gets really challenging. And with social media, especially people are sharing their stories, but they're sharing content that they want you to see. It's an opportunity to curate, uh, you know, a story and, you know, I'm not going to share the, some of the challenges because I'm a very positive person. I respect my relationships. And if I am dealing with something with an individual, it's not right to kind of put it out there in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And that is the majority of the challenges that I face today. And I faced then, you know, when you're working with people, whether it's your co-founders or your team, there are challenges every single day and learning how to respond to those challenges in a way that is on brand, if you will. Um, and, you know, right as a leader, like, you know, because you're always leading by example. I think for me, it was a very pivotal moment where I said, um, I am always going to do what's right. I know that the only thing I could control is the way I respond to the things that happen to me. Everyone has their own perspective. And if you feel a certain way, then you're right. And it's up to me to respond in a way that 
effects change, but more importantly, solutions. Um, and I think that was very pivotal because, you know, when you're in a business that you founded, there's a lot of passion and emotion. And the more love you have, the the harder it is sometimes to, um, you know, see things perfectly clear. Right. And that's a challenge. But I think the way you respond to those challenges define you. And then the third pivotal moment was on December 5th. 2019, almost 13 years into this business, we founded the company in the summer of 2008. Um, we, I've always worked alongside an incredible CEO. One of them was my brother. And then we hired someone to replace him because my brother is a board entrepreneur. He needed to go out and continue to build these new businesses. And we, we found out news that we had to, you know, part ways with our CEO in December. And it was a surprise to me. My board decided that I am going to be the interim CEO. I never thought I wanted that job. It was completely outside of my comfort zone, but I, I obviously took it and I thought it was going to be interim. It scared the bejesus out of me. It was so outside of my comfort zone, which I love to be out of my comfort zone. Um, and you know, over the course of the next few months, we had our busiest holiday season ever. We had Valentine's Day, our single busiest week of the year into a global pandemic. And I've learned shame on me for not wanting to lead my own company. I'm the best person for the job of CEO. And as a woman, why am I like, why didn't I advocate for myself? And, you know, in hindsight, it's just it's, it's mind blowing. And so I just think it's a, it was a great experience that I've gone through and a pivotal moment for me as a human being and a mother first and foremost, that like, you know, my dad always told me I could do anything I set my mind to. I sure can. And I think, you know, like my experiences over the past year with COVID and being thrown into this role, I didn't think I wanted to be in. Um, it was the most pivotal moment of my entire life. Right. I think people sometimes don't realize what they're capable of unless they're put in a position. Um, we interviewed Brandon Steiner. I'm sure you know his name, sports, um, sports guy, collectibles. He had multiple businesses. And he said, the most exciting time of your life is when your back is against the wall and you don't know what to do and you don't know what you're doing. And because we asked him, he had lost a business and he had since, you know, started a new one. He said, that is the most pivotal moment in your life. And it's the most exciting time. And I could imagine that's probably how you felt. It was the most exciting time in your life. And maybe you would not have been ready had it happened three years before, or four years before. And now is the time that you, that you stood up. Um, you're a mom of, of two, you have two children. And how is... You all women are always trying to balance their life with being a mom, being a wife, being a business owner. How do you find it? Do you find that you're giving a hundred percent to everything? Do you feel like you're always running after yourself trying to keep up? I mean, how do you how do you manage it? I'm, I'm hoping that you have help in, in I don't. Well, I have an I have an incredible husband and he's my partner in every sense. He is an incredible father um, and husband. And, you know, he definitely does more than the average dad. He's obsessed with our children and 
wants nothing more than to just like play with them. And that's awesome. Right. Um, but I think if I'm being completely honest, I like, I think my definite, I know my definition of happiness and success is, is working hard towards the things that you love. And I feel so incredibly fortunate to have an opportunity to work hard for my family and for baked by Melissa. But I'd be lying if I said there were, you know, no sacrifices. I'm also constantly cleaning, like wiping down surfaces and like bathing and, you know, like wiping like everything. Um, But I think what suffers is my balance. So like everything I do is for my kids or for my company and my team who is my everything also. Um, And so I think I, I wish I could be more present for my immediate, like my, my friends and like my, even my parents, like I don't live with them anymore. And I feel like I should be giving more, you know, whatever. So I think like that for me is the challenge. I'm, I'm a giver that my love language is like acts of service. Like I just, I love to make people happy that's why Baked by Melissa exists. And so I can't make everyone happy. And my priorities and any business owner or successful person will tell you, you must prioritize. And my priorities are Baked by Melissa and my my children and my husband. And if you're not one of those things, like you're not my priority. Right. Like, which it is like, that's just, the reality of the situation you have to set boundaries because once if you don't then you're all over the place and then you can't focus on one thing um terry just received a gift before valentine's day for galentine's day from her physical therapist of the cutest little baked by melissa flavors in a cute little box and she was so happy um, because you don't know Perry, I'll tell you, she um, has a feeding tube and she has problems chewing and eating. So it's very hard for her to have many foods. But Baked by Melissa, the perfect size of a tiny little taste of, of heaven, each one is so unique and, and it's extremely tasty. Like you, you know, you read the flavor and you're like, okay, I want to try that one. And like the mint and you taste mint explodes in your mouth. And like every flavor is so good. So for somebody like Perry, who really can't eat so much of one food to have something so sweet and so delicious and so tiny is so perfect for her. So she was so thrilled to get that. And of course, you know, we, we came in. Right. That's how she said, you know, I really want to meet this woman. This is but you made Perry extremely happy. And I know we haven't been to the mall in over a year and I can imagine it's going to be some time before we venture out, but there was always a huge line. Um, we go to the Roseville field one in Long Island around the kiosk, the huge bake by Melissa. And there's always people just standing online waiting to get it. So I know that people love it. Um, and we do. I wanted to ask you though, was there any flavor that you made that was a total bomb and you said, okay, we're not doing this again. Or was every flavor that you ever concocted was going to be like, yeah, this is it. This is a winner. No, there were, there are two that come to mind at the very beginning when we introduced the mini of the month, like we always did a mini of the month and we still do today. Actually, it's the flavor that changes every month. Um, One of the flavors we did probably in 2010 was Choco Banana, we called it. And I used the banana flavoring and not real banana because it's hard 
to actually figure out how to incorporate real fruit into your dessert. It's actually not hard once you figure it out, which I have. But so at that point, I wasn't as experienced as I am today. And it, it just tasted like artificial banana. And it wasn't what I felt best represented baked by Melissa. So that was definitely one. There were people who liked it, but I didn't. And then another one was caramel apples. So I don't know if you are familiar with those green lollipops. So it's such a a figment of my childhood and, and baked by Melissa is all about nostalgia and like your flavors that bring you back to your childhood. So I made a flavor, I think it was a March mini of the month, again, maybe 2011, 2012. It was like a green sour apple cake and a caramel icing. And they both tasted exactly the way that they should have. But I guess people don't like like a lot like a, you know, a green. I totally get it. It tasted just like the lollipop. I was so proud of it. But like in hindsight, meh, not the, like not a universally like wanted cupcake flavor. Right. I can see that. Do you still love baking? Do you still, because it's your business now, but do you still able to separate yourself and just bake like a normal person, like a babka or apple? You know, is it just for yourself? I mean, I I love to bake. bake. Okay. I love to create with my hands. I love to cook and I love to bake. I make, it's so funny because I like did a poll on my own personal Instagram, like to my followers, like, what do you want to see more of? They're like cooking, chopping, baking. Every day on the weekend, we bake at least once, me and my kids, or even just like my pancake recipe, they're so good, or we make, we love to experiment. I just don't have the time to also video it. Like, it's good enough that I'm like doing these things. So it's funny, because I'm constantly in the kitchen, of course, like making dinner for my family every day, but then also baking, sometimes just for myself, like, Yesterday, I was going to make oatmeal for breakfast, but I've seen on TikTok this like baked oatmeal trend. And so I did it and it was so good. Mm, that would be, that'd be a good cupcake. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Right. Right. Like I know when we bake a massive amount, sometimes you look at it, you're like, I just can't eat that. Do you ever feel like that? Like I'm so done with eating sugary stuff. I, so I do these baking demos and so, and it's been COVID, right? So like I have all these cupcakes in my kitchen and I I hate to see food go to waste. Like, so for a while and like, so yes, absolutely. I feel that way. I, I know better now where like, I often try and get rid of what I baked that same day. Like I'll eat it. I'll give it to my kids, but then whatever's left over, I want to share while it's perfectly fresh. So I'll, give it to my neighbors. And and during COVID, we live in an apartment. So like we have a few other people in the building. It's not a huge building, but I wasn't sure what the right thing to do with COVID, but I would knock on their door. Like if you like, I won't feel bad, but please have some cupcakes or like our close friends, actually our roofs connect. So I have her meet me on the roof and I just, I try to share. I mean, that's, what makes me feel the happiest is to um, bake and give like, that's how that's big you are. Is. I mean, yeah. you, said you are a giver and I think baking is, is a large part of that. You always want to do something for somebody else. You and your brother, when you were younger, used to play entrepreneur and used to come up with business ideas and play. My sister and I killed each other. We used to fight um, and we used to sing songs and do like plays. So that was fun. But 
we, we probably would have been better off coming up with entrepreneur ideas. Um, was that the start, do you think, of, of a spark in both you and your brother that you knew that when you were older, you would do something amazing? Did you have that? Like you knew when you were younger, this is, this is fun. I'm going to do this with my, and he's the first person you ran to when you. To be fair. Yeah. My, I always looked up to my brother. Like, you know, I think it's like a very little sister, big brother relationship where like, you know, he would have friends over, I would follow them around, or I would even bake for them sometimes. And he, we come from an entrepreneurial family, but he always had this like huge interest in business. And I looked up to him. So I did too. And at the beginning, like they were his ideas that like we would talk about together and like often based on my personality or like, you know, like the brand always kind of had a piece of me in it. So it's all very interesting, but you know, and then he would, he had businesses that he started before Bake by Melissa that I would help him any way I possibly could, whether it was like putting stickers on things or, you know, just talking through ideas. It's just a really fun game, I think. And I got that from my brother. And so, and like, I was like, like you and your sister fought. Well, my brother told me what to do and I did it. So like, (laughs) and there was still a lot of that when we started Baked by Melissa, but nobody supports me or inspires my creativity like my brother. Oh, that's so awesome to hear. I love that. You're also a philanthropist. And I was reading that you support a lot of different nonprofits, which is amazing, which of course we love. And I don't know if you know this, but um, Perry had asked Baked by Melissa for a gift card for a raffle we were doing for High Lifeline and a few years ago and your your company like immediately sent her one and we were so excited because I think that year some years are harder than others to get prizes it was you know a small prize but it was like oh this is so great this is like so nice and it was the start of us I think that year being able to get more things from more people because you say oh I just got a raffle prize from Baked by Melissa what can you do any flavors that you want to see happen cannoli did you say <laughs> we love oh, cannoli. That I love the hard. cannoli. So we've done cannoli. You have? Oh, yeah. We'll have to bring it back. It, bring it back. It's so good. Bring it it's back. so good. It, we like. It's so funny because I had never made a cannoli before, and we've. So I think we've done it twice, but they're only around for a very short period of time. It's very easy to miss, right. and you know, like making cannoli cream, it's not oh. complicated at all. Right. You should, you should check if like, if you really love cannolis, cause this is what I did to develop the flavor. I literally Googled like cannoli cream recipe. It's ricotta, a little bit of sugar and like chocolate chips and all, of, and, and maybe a little cinnamon and like a squeeze of lemon or something. Right. But it's, once you make it, it's like you can eat a cannoli whenever you want. It's so oh good. But on top of the cupcake is right. oh, and a perfect so bite. Perfect yeah. bite. And they're very, very pretty. It really makes a beautiful gift. We were very excited. And I said, like, it was the perfect size. So um, you, can't, you can't really go wrong with it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And tell your brother he's aces. I will. <laughs> okay. I'll appreciate it. 